Welcome to the Silver Screen Podcast. I'm Jared Boomer. And I'm Katie Ganey-West. This is a podcast about movies and pop culture. And today, a little bit of a different type of episode for you. We are doing a fall slash early winter movie preview. We've got a lot of movies coming out over the next couple of months that are very popular or are probably in Oscar uh, awards contention. So we wanted to just kind of run through those, give you some quick thoughts on each of them, kind of you know, how excited we are for them, what we think maybe it's Oscar chances are. So we'll get you all set for the next couple of months of movies on, on this week's episode. So and there's a lot of good yes, stuff coming I did. out. Oh my gosh. I, the list went on and on. I couldn't really, <laughs> I couldn't find a good stopping place, but I decided the end of December was like a good, good way to yeah. quit. Um, and I also didn't know what to call this episode. I was like fall movie preview, early Oscar preview. I don't know, but I think I'm excited. Movie preview is good. So yeah. So we will uh, get into that here in just a few minutes. But for our first uh, news item today, we did want to say rest in peace to Leslie Jordan. He passed away, unfortunately, at the age of 67. Uh, kind of a tragic passing. He was in a car accident and passed away, unfortunately. So very unexpected um, and obviously a very funny person especially during the pandemic you may have seen yes. his tiktoks or videos that he was posting online of just trying to keep things lighthearted during the pandemic and i think that brought a lot of joy for everybody and you actually met him once katie i did yes he went to i worked at the hyatt in indianapolis and he came once um to stay and i'm short i'm only five two um but he was shorter than i was which doesn't matter it was just he was just darling um but he came up to me and said something about me being young and could i help him with his phone okay and <laughs> i thought that was hysterical and i think he could totally tell that i knew who he was but i treated him with respect and like any other person helped him with his phone it was just like finding something on an iphone um but he was so sweet and just very charming and i always remembered that and i was a real real big uh will and grace fan and it was so weird because this before he died, uh, one night I've been rewatching the whole series just while I've been doing laundry and stuff just around the house, but I haven't had a lot of free time lately to watch TV. So I thought, well, I'll just watch some episodes of it. And that was the night before he died. And I was laughing at him, like how hysterical he was as Beverly Leslie on the show. And he was just really beloved. And Jared, I will say, I'm not at all happy about this, but I do feel like there's some resolution because I'm not overly superstitious, but you know, they always say these things come in threes and Angela Lansbury ruined that ruined my life. Mm -hmm. Um, and then Robbie Coltrane who played Hagrid passed away and now Leslie Jordan. And so now I feel like we've hit the three. So yeah. I'm hoping that 2022 will calm down. Um, and everybody and will be okay. Just, yeah. Yeah. Let's just be, be done for a little while. Yeah. And they haven't said what he died of yet. I mean, it was a car accident, but I almost wonder if he had a stroke or a heart attack or something because he crashed into a, a building. Yeah. It seemed um, like it would. It had to be a medical emergency type yeah, thing. Just that really made him sad. Do that, so, yeah. Yeah. And he was known on Instagram. I did follow him all during the pandemic. He was known for calling people hunker downers. He'd say, <laughs> how y'all doing? And then. He'd call people, he'd be like, what's happening, fellow hunker downers? But he was so funny. And if you want to watch his videos on Instagram, they were just, they were wonderful. So were sad that he died, but for, I have not heard one negative thing about him. No, so. me neither. So um, that's all really for news. Uh, no corrections today. And we'll get into our recommendations. Um, I just have two recommendations. Both are music related. Um, of course, the new Taylor Swift album came out since we last recorded. 
It's pretty good. I would say it's probably not my favorite Taylor Swift album, mm. but it does have mm. some really solid songs on there. So I would say if yes. you haven't given it a listen to check that out. So um, it's a different, it's definitely different than Folklore and Evermore. It's way more poppy than those two albums were. So she's kind of yeah. back on the pop side of things now. I'm just loving it though. I've listened to a little bit of it every, I mean, I've listened to the whole album mm -hmm. multiple times, but I've listened to a couple songs at least every single day since it okay. came out. It's, it's in a, it's a top one for me. It's not my favorite, but okay. it's like, it's high up there. I like this a lot. This evermore folklore or yeah, all of that, all of this generation or whatever. I like this a lot better than her earlier stuff. And then my other recommendation is another album. Uh, it's Noah Khan, and the album is called Stick Season. And mm. he is a kind of indie uh, folk songwriter type type guy. Um, the music's really good, though. I heard his song on TikTok, one of the songs from the album, and then that made me go listen to the whole album. And really like the album. If you like folk music or kind of not, I wouldn't say alt rock because it's not really doesn't have like a ton of guitars and drums in it, but um, mm -hmm. more just like indie rock or folk rock. Um, yeah, I would definitely check out that that album. So he writes That's a lot awesome. in How that album about like um like being away from home and um you know growing up in the northeast and stuff like that so just cool okay. cool songs <laughs> cool how do you spell con uh it's k-a-h-a-n so okay yep okay. great yeah yep awesome um, that's that's it for me well i just wanted to recommend love is blind season three it is on netflix um they released three new episodes yesterday i've already watched them uh, can't get enough. I told Jared right before we started recording, I hate almost every person on this season. Hate is a strong word. I actually don't hate any of them. But um, there's a couple women I really like. I like a lot, a lot, a lot. Most of the men are loathsome. Um, and there are times that I don't... Uh, Shake was the only guy I like. just could not stand in season yeah. two. But this season, almost every man, there are times I've audibly gasped like by myself watching it because the men are so disgusting, so inappropriate, like the way they talk about women and two women, like they'll just be like, yeah, you're just like not as attractive as I thought you would be. Who says that, Jared? <laughs> oh, my God. And then I think like, so you're like some of the people that have gone on these shows. I'm like, wow, it is surprising you're on this show. Like you're good looking. You make money. You're mm -hmm. kind, blah, blah, blah. A lot of these guys, I'm like, oh, it's very obvious to me why you needed a show to get someone to fall in love with you, like, yeah. sight unseen. Yeah. So anyway, but it is darn good entertainment. So if you all haven't started watching, Netflix is releasing a few every week. So the next ones, I think, come out on November 2nd. Um, okay. But dang, it is it is very entertaining. Very nice. Always a interesting show. Uh, my only complaint with that show, I would say, is that when each season starts, they're like, you know, love is blind and there's, you know, you you should match with somebody based on their personality and not their right. uh, physical features. And then they always pick people that are like the most attractive people you've ever seen. That, so. You know, you're right. You are so right. And I will say this season, there's one girl that this is so silly. There's one girl that they say is like, 
She's curvy, which I hate that. I mean, I would consider myself to be pretty curvy as well, but I don't think anyone's walking around saying like I'm obese or anything. And I don't mean that as a slight. I'm just saying like, it's so weird that curvy is the word we use. And you look at her, her name's Alexa. She's my favorite. Okay. Um, and she's beautiful. Like, I don't even understand. But even even though she's the only person I think that's weighed more than 100 pounds that's been okay. on the show. Yeah. So you're right, Jared. I totally agree with you. And I love that their first attempt at like someone who is more than 100 pounds is barely over 100 pounds. <laughs> so uh, that's, that's Love is Blind. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we'll talk about our fall movie preview here and give you uh, just a rundown of all of the big films coming out over the next couple of months. This was found by Katie, uh, most of it in an article from RottenTomatoes.com that kind of had a preview up. And so we'll just start with the uh, most you know, recent thing that's going to come out and then just kind of go through in chronological order. So the first movie we're talking about, which is out in theaters now by the time you hear this, is Tar, uh, directed by Todd Field, starring Kate Blanchett in the lead role. Kate Blanchett plays a composer and the first ever female music director of a major German orchestra. Uh, I think this one looks interesting to me. People are saying Kate Blanchett's performance is amazing, but yeah. I don't know how much other than that performance I will I will enjoy of this movie. I don't think it's one of my most anticipated. Yeah. And um, Kate is one of those people where I'm like, what can't she do? Literally, what can't she do? She speaks several languages fluently. She's beautiful. She is so smart. Um, I love her. I love her so much. You know, it's funny because you and I were talking about, um, we were talking about Christian Bale in the Amsterdam mm-hmm. episode. Yep. And I said, I think he's one of the greatest actors living right now. I think Kate is also one of them. Um, so it's just weird that we were just talking about them. And uh, also, I don't, I don't know. You and I debated seeing it, and we might still see it. Everybody, we might cover that movie, especially if it's going to be nominated, which it likely is. It's like three hours uh, long, debating... by the way. Do what? It's like three oh, yeah. hours long, by the way. I saw that. <laughs> yeah, but Kate is playing somewhat. I would, I think she's supposed to be a lesbian in this film. She might be bisexual. That's completely fine. But I do think Kate's played that before, and I don't believe Kate identifies as either of those because she is married to a man. Um, and has been for a very long time. But I never hear people get upset about that, but they seem to get up in arms about other people doing that. So I do think it's interesting that she continues to get cast for roles like that when she does not identify as that. Um, I'm not upset about it. I just think like I've kind of seen her do that before. So I noticed it right away when they showed previews and I was like, oh, she's a lesbian again. Mm -hmm. Um, But anyway, it looks really psychological and creepy and I'm excited about it. But yeah, we don't know if we're going to cover it yet. Yeah, so that's Tar. Uh, Next up is Black Panther Wakanda Forever, directed by Ryan Coogler, starring Latita Wright, uh, Lupita Nyong'o, Angela Bassett, Winston Duke, Martin Freeman, many more. Of course, the sequel to Black Panther, which came out a few years ago. Chadwick Boseman, unfortunately, has passed away. And the synopsis of this film is the kingdom of Wakanda attempting to move past the death of their beloved leader, T'Challa, played by Chadwick Boseman, and fend off a threat in the form of Namor, the ruler of an ancient underwater civilization. Uh, This looks, at least from all the trailers and things, like it's going to be very good. I can't wait for this movie. And I, you know, some Marvel movies, I don't really Mm -hmm. get very excited about. This one I'm pumped for. Um, I'm devastated. Chadwick is in it, of course. Um, I'm very excited Rihanna has a song. And that makes even more sense now that they chose her to be the halftime show. This all makes sense now. It's all adding up. 
but it looks really, really good. The only thing that's awful, Jared, the night it comes out is the night our play opens. So I know for sure I cannot see it opening night. Um, so I don't know when we're, I mean, you can, you can bet everyone, Jared and I are for sure covering that movie, but it, yeah, who knows? I might, maybe I can't see it Thursday before. Like, I think I'm going to have to see like a Sunday evening show or something. I think too, um, I'm very interested to see, uh, what Ryan Coogler does with this movie. I think he was almost given an impossible task, uh, directing this movie in terms of the fact that the, your lead star unfortunately passed away. So, um, if this movie's good, I think a lot of the credit has to go to him and how he handled the whole situation and how he decided to direct this. So I'm really interested yes. to see the, the whole thing, though, when it comes out in just a few weeks. Um, Me okay. too. Okay, the next movie we've got is The Menu, directed by Mark Malloyd, um, starring Anya Taylor-Joy, Ray Fiennes, uh, John Leguizamo, a few other people as well. This is about a married couple who travels to an island where Ray Fiennes plays a chef and he prepares a special menu for his guests. And then the evening becomes more treacherous and violent as secrets are revealed. I've seen a couple previews for this movie. Mm -hmm. I think this is probably one of my most anticipated for the fall. It looks very good if it's done correctly. It'll either be I think it'll either be very good or very bad. Yes. and There's really no in between. Jared, you took the words out of my mouth. I kept thinking that. I was like, I'm excited. I don't know that this is what I'm like highly anticipating because I could see it not working well. I could see it being a complete mm -hmm. bomb. I hope it's not, though, because it's great actors. I really love kind of like that creepy, suspenseful thriller situation. But yeah, I don't know. It could be really bad. We're just going to have to see. Yeah, I love the concept of it because I don't think yeah. that's really been done in a ton of movies before where that, you know, you go to this like and there's not a lot of movies about cooking anyway. So, yeah, it's kind of interesting. Um, So I'm I'm intrigued. I think them releasing it in November makes them maybe think that they have awards chances with it. So I think yeah. that's maybe a good sign Um, that it's coming out close to Thanksgiving. So we will uh, the, we'll wait and see, though. The next one is one of my most anticipated ones. And that is She Said. And I've already seen this movie, so I'll hold back yes. uh, my thoughts. I saw it as part of the Heartland Film Festival. It's directed Don't by... Don't tell me it's bad, Jared. It's not. It's good. I would, it's okay. it's very good. Uh, directed by Maria Schrader, starring Carrie Mulligan, Zoe Kazan, uh, based on two New York Times reporters who break the Harvey Weinstein uh, sexual assault story. Basically, that's what they're reporting on. The movie takes you through that whole investigation and process. Um, one thing I will say that I thought this movie, just as a little precursor, did really well compared to other journalism movies is it really mm -hmm. shows you just how stressful and difficult it is to be a journalist. Like the immense amount of pressure that these women are under uh, while they're reporting is really captured very well in this in this movie. Mm-hmm. Well, I am so excited. I'm glad to hear the very little you've told me about it. Um, I already bought the book by Megan Toohey and Jody Cantor, who wrote the the wrote the story and broke the story. They're the journalists for the New York Times. I plan to read it next month. Um, I'm probably going to read it at the top of uh, November so I can have it done for the movie when it comes out. And I've put reading that book off because I was scared of it, um, not knowing if I would want to read about those things. Um, but I think it's important. And I've said it 800 times, but I very seriously consider journalism as a career. Um, obviously, I would want to be an actress first, but I didn't follow that path of journalism. But I love it so much. I have the utmost respect for journalists. And any movie, Spotlight, 
uh, All the President's Men, any movie you have good actors and they're breaking a new story and we know how it ends. I'm there. That's that's always that's one of my very favorite types of films. I get excited about a journalist movie like most people get excited about a Marvel movie. Yeah, uh, same here since I was a communication <laughs> major. So anything to do with yeah. that is very interesting to me. So yeah. Um, next up, we have The Fablemans coming out Thanksgiving weekend, directed by Steven Spielberg, starring Michelle Williams, Seth Rogen, Paul Dano. This is a semi-autobiographical but still fictional coming-of-age story that is supposed to be about Spielberg and his aspirations to become a filmmaker. The preview, mm-hmm. there's only one, I think, out so far. It looks good. Um, yes. Different type of movie for Spielberg, so that's interesting. Paul Dano is usually good in just about anything, as is Michelle Williams. So I think that um, this Katie's doing the, uh, you can't see it, but in the camera, <laughs> Katie's doing the imitation of the Riddler from Batman movie. Uh, <laughs> came out earlier this year. Um, but I think this will be this will be good. Um, I don't really, I would say my, my maybe biggest hang up with this one is I don't know a lot about the story that hasn't really been revealed much in the, in the trailers. So yes, I could see it also being quite depressing. It looks, Mm -hmm. it looks like there's going to be some depressing moments in it. I'm not sure. Um, and I know a limited amount about Spielberg's life and since it's not completely autobiographical, he could have taken liberties and made it, you know. Who knows? We could it could spiral. Um, So I'm excited about that one. It's not one of my most anticipated, but I do think Spielberg rarely fails as well as a filmmaker. So I'm sure it'll be good either way. Yeah, I think it'll be. I mean, it's it's uh, in discussion for best picture contention and um, awards nominations and things like that. And I think any Spielberg movie probably has to be at least looked at that it could possibly get Oscar nominations. So. Okay, uh, next up is, I would say, one of our most, both of us, most anticipated movies for the fall. That's Glass Onion, a Knives Out mystery in theaters the week of Thanksgiving, November 23rd through 29th, streaming on Netflix, December 23rd, directed by Ryan Johnson once again. Daniel Craig is back in the lead role, and everybody else is basically new. Edward Norton, Janelle Monae, Dave Bautista, Catherine Hahn. Leslie Odom Jr., Kate Hudson, uh, and Knives Out 2 will see Benoit Blanc investigating an entirely new case with new suspects, this time in Greece. And Angela Lansbury is in this, correct? This is her final <laughs> role? Yeah. Brought back sad memories. So, <laughs> No, I was already thinking it. I just feel like everyone's like, we know Katie. She died. And I'm like, but... But um, I'm very excited about this movie, and I loved the first one. Me and too. when you said they're all new, I thought you meant new to acting, and I was like, <laughs> no, no, all of these are seasoned actors. Nobody in this film is an unknown at this point. But I think this will be great, and I'm excited it's going to be on Netflix too. I'm excited it's going to be both, like that you have the or no, it's not both. It is well, is it's the in one? theaters for a week, and then it's on. Oh, it Netflix. is okay. Yeah, but the, sorry, I knew I put for one of them that it was both, like they were releasing first, and it was this one. Yeah, but I'm pumped for this one. And because the theater release is like a month before the Netflix release, that actually gives me an incentive to go to the theater and see it, since you know yeah. it'll be out almost a whole month early in theaters. So sometimes Netflix does it where they're like, "It's in Netflix the week before it comes out on Netflix," and most of the time you're like, "Oh, I'll just wait till it comes out," you know, right. on Netflix a week later. But this one, I may, I may go see in the theaters. Um, so. That's Glass Onion, a Knives Out mystery. And we're about halfway through our list of most anticipated and our fall movie preview. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll finish things up right here on the Silver Screen Podcast. 
And we're back here on the Silver Screen Podcast with our fall movie preview. We're into December now, wrapping up the month of November, moving into December. On December 9th, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio releases, starring Ewan McGregor, Tilda Swinton, Christoph Waltz, Finn Wolfhard, Kate Blanchett, and more. This is del Toro's first stop-motion animated movie, and it looks like it's going to be a little bit darker than the Disney version that came out earlier this year with Tom Hanks. It also looks like it's going to be better than that version just because it it looks more interesting to me than the Tom Hanks Pinocchio did. Also, I feel like no one needed to write in the description that it's Guillermo del Toro and it's going to be somewhat darker than the original. (laughs) I mean, we know that. It goes without saying. That's like saying there's going to be F words in a Quentin Tarantino film. What? That's not breaking news. (laughs) Crazy. And that it's going to be graphic violence. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is another one that's on Netflix. So I think I like that it's on Netflix. I think it's a it's a great Netflix movie. Probably one you can watch at your house. And a yep. stop motion is always interesting to me just because it's so time consuming to do that for a movie. Yes. So that's all. We don't get a ton of those. So it'll be interesting to see that. And then next up on the list, we have another movie coming out on December 9th. This is The Whale, uh, which will also be on Netflix, directed by Darren Aronofsky, starring Brendan Fraser and Sadie Sink. Uh, This is a lot of people are calling it Brendan Fraser's return to prominence, return to acting. Mm -hmm. It's expected that he'll get a Best Actor nomination for this movie. Um, He stars as uh, an overweight uh, teacher basically and he's seeking redemption from his estranged teenage daughter who is played by Sadie Sink um, there's been some controversy regarding the content and themes of the movie but basically the the one constant is that everybody is saying Brendan Fraser is really good in it yes that's what I've heard too I haven't heard of the controversies but I'm sure something will shock me but I also know Darren Aronofsky he's real questionable to me um, used to be married to Rachel Weiss, you know ah, who's now with okay. Daniel Craig if people didn't know that little tidbit. Um, but Brendan Fraser, I really like Brendan Fraser and I'm pumped that he's back. And I also think it's awesome that he was like gone for a while and then he gets to come back and now it might be an Oscar winner. So mm-hmm. very cool. Good and, job uh, picking that project, Brendan. Yeah. From a guy that normally does a lot of comedies, action movies, yeah. he's doing something very dramatic, um, which I always say on this show, I love it when I, actors get out of their comfort zone and do something a little bit different. So uh, yes. I'm, in, I'm intrigued for this one coming out in December. A uh, week after that, December 16th, we have Avatar, The Way of Water, the second Avatar movie. The first one came out, I don't know when, like 15 years ago, maybe something like that. It was, that was a while I think it was ago. 10. I was a teenager. I think I remember it was that. literally 10. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think it was, it was like 10 years ago. It yeah. was a long time ago. Uh, this one's directed again by James Cameron, starring Sam Worthington and Zoe Saldana and Sigourney Weaver, all back. Vin Diesel, Kate Winslet as well. Um, this one, Jake Solly and Natiri now have a family on Pandora, but when old enemies return, they are forced to evacuate and find a new home. Uh, Kate Winslet, uh, Michelle Yao, and Edie Falco all new for this one and the avatar sequel the second of what is supposed to be four or five avatar movies i believe so we'll see about that um first one was fine i think the 3d was the cool aspect of the first one if you go back and watch the first one without the 3d the story and acting is really lacking it looks pretty but that's that's really about it also i think this is another very long movie i think i read that this was somewhere around three hours uh as well so I'll look that up. I really, (laughs) I mean this in all sincerity. I don't know if I can sit through this one. I do. I really don't because 
I, I doubt with everything else that's coming out, I doubt it's going to be like the best picture winner. Yeah, um, it probably. And won't I didn't be. really like the first one, and it's been so long. I literally rem- remember nothing except the tree was basically Grandmother Willow, and everybody was talking to her, and we all talked about Pocahontas because it was like the movie just stole mm-hmm. from Pocahontas. Um, anyway, not excited about this. Can't even pretend. Don't want to see it. <laughs> Next. Yeah, this one is around three hours long. I just looked. It's an official it's runtime has not been released, but James Cameron, it's around three hours. Um, okay. Next up, we have I Want to Dance with Somebody coming out on December yeah. 21st, directed by Cassie Lemon, starring Naomi Aki, Stanley Tucci, Ashton Sanders, and uh, Clark Peters. This is a drama about Whitney Houston, and it was written by Anthony McCartan, who also wrote Bohemian Rhapsody. I just saw a preview for this for the first time a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. For, I think it was in front of Don't Worry Darling. That was the first time yep. I saw the preview. It looks... It looks good. I mean, move, music movies are usually pretty solid. Um, Whitney Houston's music is obviously iconic. It's fun just to iconic. listen to Whitney Houston. So I think this this could be good. Them releasing it right around Christmas tells me they have pretty high hopes for it or they're expecting it to be one that like the whole family will go see, something like that. So, Yeah, I am pumped for this one. I typically like... <laughs> <laughs> I can't say the word. I can't say it. it Biopics? Like, thank you. Okay. <laughs> and also, um, really like Whitney Houston's music. And I don't know if the movie is going to be good, but Jared, I think you and I would agree that if someone does well in a movie biopic, typically they're a shoe in for a best actor. Like, mm-hmm. if not the winner for a nomination. So, and this girl is relatively unknown. I'm really excited to see this. And I'm glad they're making this story. I hope it focuses on some of the positive aspects of Whitney's life. Because I feel like her death was shrouded in kind of like shame and negativity and her daughter's death and everything after. Yeah, as long as it's more positive than blonde. I mean, I'll I'll be happy. So. Oh, Oh my god! Also, great. I'd uh, almost forgotten about. Yeah, that one. I've tried to erase that from my brain. Also, great counter programming <laughs> by that movie as well, because like the same crowd that wants to see Avatar probably doesn't want to see that movie. So it's nice that mm, there will be that will be really? out kind of at the same time. I mean, I think I would go see both, but I think maybe in the minority there that the you know this this movie mm-hmm. doesn't really interest the same crowd as the Avatar crowd. Maybe so. Yeah. Um, next up, we have animated movie uh, Puss in Boots: The Last Wish. Of course, in the Shrek cinematic universe, directed by Joel Crawford and Janelle Mercado, uh, starring Antonio Banderas, Selma Hayek, Florence Pugh, John Mulaney, Olivia Coleman, all in this one for uh, voice work. Antonio Banderas back as Puss in Boots, um, and he reluctantly resigns himself to a domesticated life. Uh, he's lived eight of his nine lives, apparently, according to the description, <laughs> and then Goldilocks and the three bears come looking for him and are forcing him to take up the sword again. So, I I ultimately included this for some versatility, mm-hmm. um, just like to kind of differentiate from the other films we had, but I don't know that I'm overly excited for this, but I think anyone with a child is probably really excited for this, and I do think Antonio does a swell job of... Um, voicing puss in boots so i'm sure it'll be cute it's not it's not a highly anticipated film for me though we also have in terms of animated movies we have that other disney movie uh strange world that's coming out in november now i haven't seen much about that um in terms of that animated movie i've just seen one 
preview so far. Jake Gyllenhaal is in the lead role, it appears. Um, and then Dennis Quaid, Gabrielle Union are in it as well. So we'll see if that that could be another animated movie talking about kids movies that are coming out in the fall. That could be another one to take your your kids to see. So animated movies are kind of few and far between in the fall for whatever reason. They always come out yeah. hard and heavy in the summer and then the fall they kind of drop off a lot. So Well, that makes sense though cuz kids are out of yeah. school so kids can go see the movies, but you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Um next up, we have a few left. The next one is The Pale Blue Eye, directed by Scott Cooper, starring Christian Bale in the lead role. Also Gillian Anderson is in this as well. Um and this focuses on a series of murders at West Point in 1830 where a certain man named Edgar Allan Poe was a young cadet. It is fictional based on a 2006 novel of the same name and uh Christian Bale has worked with this director director before we've seen i don't think any previews for this one yet i think it's going to be a netflix Mm -mm. movie as far as i know um and so i think it'll be interesting christian bale like we mentioned on the amsterdam episode our last episode is a great actor so this is an intriguing story too kind of a cool concept for this yes i am a huge edgar Allan poe fan so i am very excited about this in fact when they said pale blue eye i knew this was about him before i read the description um i did want to say it's jillian anderson okay and she's the one that's in x files like that's what she's famous for and now the queen um but lucy boynton is also in this and she is dating robbie malik but she also was in bohemian rhapsody and i think she is just adorable to boot and has great fashion sense but i'm excited especially to see christian bale i i feel like this role is like it very much suits him yeah so i think this could i think if christian bale gets a nomination this year it would probably be for this movie and maybe not amsterdam although he's probably the best part of amsterdam so i don't know yeah so yeah yeah but Uh, the last the last movie on our list I'm chomping at the bit. Tell us, Jared. Uh, Our final movie on our fall movie preview is Babylon coming out on Christmas, directed by Damien Chazelle, starring Brad Pitt, Margot Robbie, Olivia Wilde, uh, Gene Smart, Tobey Maguire, and more. This is a movie based on old Hollywood. Damien Chazelle uh, making this movie about old Hollywood when the industry transitioned from silent films to talkies. And the description is the impressive all-star cast plays a variety of both real and fictional characters from Hollywood's past. I would say Damien Chazelle is one of probably my favorite directors working at the moment. Me too. Loved all of his movies that he's come out with so far. Whiplash, La La Land, First Man have all been great. Um, And this movie about old Hollywood, I mean, this is a shoe-in for the Best Picture nomination. So <laughs> yes, and you know Hollywood, you know that Academy. They love a movie about themselves. They sure they do. love a movie that talks about <laughs> old Hollywood. I mean, who am I to say anything though? I love a movie about old Hollywood, but I'm not an Academy member and I'm not voting. Um, but I am so excited for this. The cast is stellar. The trailer looks amazing. The outfits, the time period, the actors. I cannot wait. I know exactly what I'm doing on Christmas. <laughs> Yes, this will be, I think, a good Christmas Day release, and I think it will be um, very interesting to go see this one. Of course, Brad Pitt in a lead role. What was the last thing? Well, Bullet Train, I guess, was came out earlier this year. I was trying to remember yeah. what he was in. Yeah, and then Once Upon a Time in Hollywood before that. Yeah, and then he was yeah. in The Lost City he... for 10 minutes. Um, oh, that's Bullock right, that's right. I also... Yeah. Um, oh, did I tell you I watched that on the way to Paris? Oh, did you? That did you like the, it? That was. I did. I mean, it was that's... like ridiculous. It yeah. was like a 
three star i think yeah. i gave it on letterboxd <laughs> but i did watch it finally because i was like i mean i might as well i'm i'm gonna be in this, in this plane for a while <laughs> um but i did really like um daniel radcliffe he yeah. is crazy i love him so much um do you think that he looks a ton like my brother he does yeah like i would say ton. he looks a lot like, like that Sean. is yeah 100 sean's doppelganger is yep. daniel radcliffe I am attracted to Daniel Radcliffe, which is why I never want to bring that up to people because I'm not attracted to my brother, just if we're going to get weird about it. Um, but I, I don't want to. It's a different attraction. I don't look at him the same way I look at Timothy Chalamet. Let's just say that. Let's keep it clean for the podcast. But you know what I'm saying? Yes. Um, yep. Anyway, Daniel Radcliffe was great in that. But um, to get back to Babylon, the one thing I'm really excited about. Well, I am excited about the whole thing, but I really like that it's a mix of fictional and real characters. I think that's going to be interesting because I'm sure we'll recognize some of them as like Hollywood greats. And some people I'll just be like, I'll be looking up frantically afterwards if they were a real person. Yes. So that should be, that should be good. Um, and then I had three other ones that I was going to mention real quick. Oh, tell me everything. Um, also, did I make it weird with the Daniel Radcliffe thing? Uh, you know, I, I think we're fine. Stop. So, oh, stop it, you. You know what? Sean rarely listens to that's this true. Podcast. So, uh, that's one other great. one I wanted to mention was Women Talking. This comes out in December. Um, it is about a group of women in an isolated religious colony as they struggle to reconcile their faith with a string of sexual assaults committed by the colony's men. Does not seem like it's going to be an easy watch. The reason I mention it, though, is Frances McDormand is in it, and she oh, normally gets well, uh, as well as Rooney, yep, it's over. Rooney Mara, Claire Foy, and Jesse buckley so pretty stacked wow, okay <laughs> just give them the oscar nominations now <laughs> so that was one i wanted to mention um again doesn't seem like it's going to be an easy watch but does seem like it could definitely get some some oscar buzz um the other one that people are saying is is maybe kind of good is triangle of sadness i don't know if you've heard anything about that um, I've heard the name, but I don't know anything about uh, it. It's basically about a uh, couple or a um, couple people that go on a cruise and then they get trapped on an island. I think it's supposed to be more of a comedy. Oh, it's the Bermuda Triangle? Uh, yeah. Kind of a yeah, thing? I think so. Yeah. Uh, it won the Palm, well, it was nominated for the Palm d'Or at Con uh, and it won oh. some other prizes at Con. So it's already in theaters, though. So if you're looking for that one, it'll probably be on streaming. Uh, in the next couple of weeks, I would guess. So, okay. And the final movie I wanted to mention was uh, Emancipation with Will Smith. This is coming to Apple TV Plus in December. Will Smith plays a slave in this movie and is on the run basically from slave owners in this plantation in Louisiana. This is his first movie since The Slap. So it'll be interesting. Um, it's obviously a dramatic role for Will Smith. Um, and I don't know if it's going to be any good, but I think it's something to keep an eye on being that this is his first movie since that whole incident. Yeah, I hadn't even heard of that, but I do think that sounds kind of intriguing. But I think um, I think you had mentioned at some point to me that this was on maybe Apple TV or something. Yeah. So because at first I thought that attendance would be down because I, I have a hard time thinking the slap is not going to affect some people's opinions. It mm -hmm. certainly affected my opinion about him. So I don't know if I'm going to want to watch it. Obviously, if it gets Oscar buzz, I will. But that does sound interesting. And I'm glad you brought that to my attention. So I think that's all of our um, movies for the fall movie preview. So yeah, we've I'm run through the whole list. I'm still worried about the Sean comment <laughs> I made. So I just want to tell people um, I don't have a crush on my twin brother. Um, <laughs> Sean, if you're listening, please hear me. Um, also, 
yeah, I just, I hope that made someone laugh out loud in their car. That's really, that's what I'm trying to get across. I find Daniel Radcliffe to be funny and charming. That's, we'll leave it there. Let's leave okay, it there. Okay, okay, there we go. You know that <laughs> that movie, that, uh, that premise for that movie, though, would like win an Oscar. Like, a girl has a crush on her twin brother. You yeah, know, that well, would just it kind totally of did. Be, like, yeah. I mean, August Osage <laughs> County, that was the True. character I played. Um <laughs> So I don't want uh, that's why I think that's why I'm more freaked out about it because of being that character in that play. I don't want people to think I took it too far. You know um, that what they say, life imitates well, art. So yeah, it sure does. It sure does. But, you know, take that up with Tracy Letts. <laughs> so that's our that's all our fall movie preview here on the show. You can follow the Silver Screen Podcast on social media at Podcast Silver on Twitter and Instagram. Search the Silver Screen Podcast on Facebook. You can find our letterbox profiles in the show description here. So just scroll down in the notes and you'll be able to follow us on Letterbox if you would like. Next up, we are going to be remo- re- uh, reviewing the new movie Till, which is about the life of Emmett Till. Um, and about specifically his mother and dealing with that whole situation as well. And this movie has very high praise from critics and audiences on Rotten Tomatoes. It's getting great reviews um, on both sides. So we thought that it was necessary to do it. I don't think it'll be an easy watch per se, but I think it's an important movie. And since it's getting such good reviews, we thought we should probably talk about it here on the show. So, yes, we we did debate it. Um, I think it's very important to cover this movie I'm going to be going it alone. Uh, I do think I'm going to get a glass of wine. Um, we'll see. I know the story. I've read about the story. Mm-hmm. I fortunately did. This was taught in school. So I've heard about this story many, many times. Um, but I'm glad I'm glad we're covering it. And hopefully it's um, hopefully it's well done. Yeah, I think it, I think from the reviews and everything, it seems like it is. So uh, yeah. I'm interested to see it. And that'll be our next episode of the Silver Screen Podcast. Until next time, we'd like to thank the Academy. 